Jose Galison, you're watching No Way Jose. Find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel, all major art pockets as well. Uh, don't let that fool you. Uh, that uh, that intro we played, I don't think it has anything to do with what we'll probably talk about today. I just really like that intro, and I had you know I wanted to play it, so whatever. Uh, it's from my homie Tim Tuttle on Twitter. Uh, yeah, definitely go check that out. It was fucking dope. Uh, I think I've used it before, but it just slapped so fucking hard. I got to do it again. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's my kind of music. If you guys are wondering. Uh, so just so you guys know who the guests are today, I got Clint Russell and Top Lobster. We're going to get into it, just kind of freewheeling conversation, have a lot of fun, uh, kind of shoot shoot the bull, the holy trinity of podcasters right here, uh, or libertarian podcasters, li- offensive libertarian podcasts. I got to niche it down so it actually is legit. Uh, that, that'll that'll check out. Uh, so if just with these ones, this is not a live stream. I know you might fool you because you see some of the four pony boys here. Uh, it's not the full crew. We don't have Reed here or a guest. Uh, but uh, this is not a live stream, so this is going to get released roughly a week later. It's a live stream for my patrons, so if you want that, patreon.com, snowwayjose2020. You also get it about a week early. Uh, you can get that, patreon.com, snowwayjose2020. It's the lowest levels, two bucks, highest levels, 20. My 20 is the sponsors, the McCall Thorpe at the Expat Money Show. Uh, it helps out Jeremy's Etsy store, etsy.com.shop, slash raising liberty. Follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. And my co host, Toad, on Tower Gang. Follow him at Tower Gang Toad. You can also check out the podcast, Tower Gang. And I have. Two of the other co-hosts with me of Tower Gang today, uh, we're missing Cole, uh, Reed, and Toad. Uh, but you know, whatever. This, I think this works better this way. Fuck those guys. Uh, but <laughs> just kidding, I love them. But uh, with that, also I got Zach Overacker at Z O V E R A C K, and then I have a new one today. I gotta find his name. I had to add to my notes. Mike Dagolish. I'm gonna have to have you tell me how the hell to pronounce that. It's quite a quite a name. But I appreciate you guys' support. Uh, also, make sure to go to toplops.com. You still say check out for 10% off. Get that Yiki shirt, baby. Uh, I think a lot of the commies are mad that I'm selling, uh, you know, Yiki merch. But so go go do it just to spite them. Go go buy it. Uh, you know, go go make us filthy rich off these t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, let's go and get the boys in here. What's up, Top? Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, Clint? Let's fucking let's fucking do it. Fil- filthy rich off a t-shirt. Man. That's, that's what I'm all about, dog. <laughs> I just I don't even see the the criticism from these people. Honestly, if I did see it, my brain is like I would just it would just yeah, float right over my head. It's like this is exactly what this is what I do. Fuck you. I sell t-shirts. Yeah, man. It's like Buy what do you don't. I just can't wrap my head around it because it's like I guess I get it. It's just calming nonsense, but it's like what do you expect people to do it at cost or at fucking or or 
or lose money or and then a lot of times you hear people like oh my god they should be donating this to the family you know a nightmare be to even for one even track down the family okay that's a nice thing to do yeah i would consider that remove it all profit incentive i mean yeah that would be cool i'm not saying that's not a good thing to do but it's just kind of like to act like it needs to be done and it's like what do you what I don't know what your profit margin is, but like, let's be real. Most people probably make like five, ten bucks off a t-shirt. So, yeah, well, now that they're asking me to donate it to the to the family, no, no, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, I don't even think I can track them down. And then, and then anything, they'd be like, "What? You want to give me fifty-three bucks?" Like, <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, your husband's dead. Here's, here's you can bucks. buy yourself a box of tissues, bitch. Yeah, all, all we're doing is putting them on like the IR. The, the irs list for like paypal funds <laughs> yeah it's like it's funny the cause of the idea that some people have of like their their scope of this stuff like they're what they like this specifically i know it's like inside baseball stuff just merch the kind of money you make off merch is like marginal <laughs> like nothing. It's, it's not even marginal it's negligible it's fucking yeah. it's like nothing i don't think i've gotten paid right <laughs> he just gives me shirts periodically that's my profit <laughs> Uh, margin, I do. So I, I think I do owe you some payouts, but yeah, I, I have to run the numbers again. It's not. It's it's more of like a promotional thing. I know. It's yeah. more of like getting my work out there and getting our work out there. Totally. And it's kind of. Yeah, I, it's I, don't even fucking, I don't even ask you for the money. I'm like, look, <laughs> shit. It's just a walking billboard. I saw someone in D.C. rocking my shirt. I was like, this is fucking dope. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's. I mean, cool, they, they were at the the anti-war <clears throat> protest so it's like it's not totally surprising but still the fact i didn't see any part of the problem shirts there i did see a liberty lockdown shirt there so that's also my field so i'm fucking up a little bit <laughs> i've had guests the... i've had oh, guests problem, unprompted yeah. wearing the yiki shirt already i'm like whoa all that's right sick. nice yeah I mean, it's cool. not quite spotting one in the wild hopefully i can get there uh you know but uh yeah no i'm uh hey what the fuck is this thing come up here soon clint you said you there's something here in tampa uh you want me and top to come down to oh i just uh, i got invited to to speak at students for liberty event in on april 15th that's it it's in tampa um like clear water or some shit like that is it do you have any idea like what kind of venue is this do you know i don't know i don't know anything <laughs> you they, know they showing up nah, all right yeah they they asked me to come speak on tech censorship and i happen to have that weekend free and it's within driving distance and you know like i'm fucking flying to oregon on friday so like if i can drive somewhere that seems worth doing yeah. <laughs> so that's really it okay so you just you literally know nothing about a speech because i think me and top might try to come i mean i'm trying to scope out what kind of event it is i do think it's smart to kind of show face as much as i hate people like hello fans <laughs> <laughs> hello well, people I, I don't think it's a big event and yeah. um but yeah, I mean, yeah, I just want to party with you guys. So like, yeah. I hope you come. That's all. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to go because I burned so many bridges with people in the LP. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm now like when I show up to these events, I'm like, who's going to fight me? <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer, the answer is fucking nobody, dude. I've, yeah, I've this had... is students for Liberty, right? This is like a college kids thing, right? Yeah, I'm just looking for a wife. I, you know. dare, I dare them. I dare dude, one of them. Me and Top are going to be scoping out, scoping out dumb cuties to cheat on our wives with. <laughs> Thank God my wife doesn't watch anything I do. <laughs> I've seen her in the comments before. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. That's when we were still in love. That was a, that was oh, a yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It comes and goes, you know? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Clint, explain to me like we're retarded. What the fuck's going on with the economy? Hmm. Oh, man, I don't want to get all dark on you. I'm trying to have fun here. Uh, I mean, basically, we're, we're in between, you know, the term Thucydides strap when it comes to an empire 
you know, rising and then another one falling. <clears throat> Just extrapolate that to economics. That's basically what we're up against. It's like, but instead of one empire being the clear rising economic force, it's two that are both uh, kind of fictitious and built off of money printing and borrowing and debt. Uh, but one that's stronger because of its population size than uh, than it, the U.S. and China is what I'm referencing. And and then you also have the population decline that's happening in Russia. And I feel like they are aware that like if they don't fight this fight now, it's kind of game over for them um, moving forward. So they're going to fight it. Yeah. So it's uh, it's both. I mean. That's why that's why the war is happening. And then also that's why our economy is so fucked up is really, really, it's very simple. The Fed hiked rates too fast. Everyone that bought, bought long dated debt instruments uh, over the past three years when when rates were at zero, uh, they're all sitting on toxic assets. And and now instead of, you know, continuing to hike, uh, basically what the Treasury and the Fed did was they created a, a, a lending vehicle uh, that's backed by taxpayers, ultimately, of course, where uh, a bank can offload its toxic, you know, long dated debt instruments, whether it be mortgage backed securities or treasuries. And, uh, and because they're able to sell them to the fed essentially at par or the FDIC, cause the FDIC is getting the money through the fed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then you're able to look like you're not insolvent when you are. It's, uh, just a, another can kicking shell game nonsense. Fun fact, a little, a little side, uh, you mentioned Russia and it just m- reminded me, me and my wife were actually talking <laughs> about this today. Those fuckers right now are fucking me and my cat business. Because, like, little known fact, like, hairless cats, they're, like, huge in Russia. And uh. they import them to the United States. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think when all this Russia stuff started kicking off, I don't remember if it's the... If they were talking about banning cats, or the, somehow something to do with uh, like our shit with Russia essentially caused upsets to where they started offloading their inventory in bulk over what here, did, where they what, already were. Oh, huh? oh, oh! Wow. So they they flooded the market. Yes, they flooded the market, and they've all the, the Russian cats have always been a little bit cheaper. But you know, then you got to deal with an internet like you know delivering a cat from overseas. It's also because because they're than all that. gold diggers, right? I, I don't know exactly the reasoning. I'm sure there's more deeper economic analysis I can do to figure out why their goddamn cats are so cheap compared to ours. But I mean, obviously, when you see with someone stateside, you get the more of the like, if you have an issue, you can actually interact with someone. If you have someone over in Russia and you're fucked, you're fucked. Like, what, what are you going to do about it? Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's interesting how these things work out because of the because of our some of our foreign, I guess maybe foreign policy might not be there, but foreign economic policy and stuff. It's caused a lot of weird ripples in markets and even it's affecting me and my cat business because these motherfuckers are undercoming it because they're flooding the market uh but you know it, 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 it's, you it's gotta shit you gotta start branding your cats like a uh, made in america just a fucking brand on its back so people know <laughs> it's it's a brand them? that you can feel <laughs> yeah tattoo them yeah i could i'm sure we could doodle some cool cool little design on there something like that you know yeah, like, do the we... do the brand like the black people do in uh in fraternities like a fucking like a steer <laughs> brand that is oh, yeah. that is actually really cool. It's way yeah. cooler than when black people get like tattoos because yeah, I can't see that. About, shit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. raised scar. I think that's badass, dude. I'd always thought it'd be cool branded. if they could get white tattoos, but apparently the white doesn't really stick in well. Just think how cool mm. that'd be, like white tattoos on black skin. That would this be is just an aside. Right. Yeah, you would think that like with how popular tattooing is now that they would have developed some kind of a ink that would show on black people's skin, right? But they just yeah. like, I guess they, maybe nobody cares or hasn't tried, but it, just it baffles me. It yeah, I, I think yeah. I think the really the biggest is. thing is the the uh, the like the white, but the white doesn't hold. I don't know what it is. 
I just know, and I've gone. I mean, some people hold white, the color of white, like in tattoo ink, better than others. But uh, generally speaking, it does not hold well. Like, I guess it, theoretically, you could if you were, you say you're a really dark skinned black dude, and you want a cool looking tattoo that really popped, you could actually see it well. You could get white, but you'd have to get touched up a bunch of times, and it'd probably end up looking some sort of weird, muddied color even then in the end. Uh, yeah, it would bleed. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's deep, deep stuff here, guys. Reparations for. <laughs> tattoo malfeasance <laughs> it is funny uh if you guys you guys ever watch that show ink master where like it would always be like if you guys ever watch a show they'd be like picking their canvases which are people and it'd yeah. be like this like it'd always be like the dark skinned black dude they'd be like like they'd be like god damn it like they'd be like upset if they got it, it was like the hot potato good <laughs> 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 but it was, it yeah. was it's funny because it came off as so racist but it really is just like a color thing of like yeah i can't do any goddamn color theory here and if i do i have to be really creative and <laughs> now i have to like incorporate like the fact that my canvas is darker than normal to try to like make this picture i love it it could be so awkward because they tell them what they want in the beginning they're like i want like a multicolored phoenix on my back which is unrealistic to do in six hours and the person's like black as night like black as this background and when they get stuck with them they have to sit down and talk with them now and be as racist as possible <laughs> with without trying to like getting without trying to have this person like run. So they're like, listen, you're very black. <laughs> and if I put colors on you, it's not going to show your skin tone is awful. That's basically what they have to tell these people. This is the greatest show in the world. <laughs> you always got a good kick out of that. Uh, what, what, what are you guys thoughts on uh, this whole fucking Trump shit? What's going on with that? Anyone oh, wait, think, I, uh... I wanted to. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask Clint more about, uh, so you were talking about the economy and um, obviously I think that, that this is, uh, this is contrived and it's contrived by our elites to bring us down. It almost seems like a, like a managed collapse. Like some people are throwing the game to the other side with a lot of the monetary policy that we have going on. Do you get that feeling too? Or because when I see your Twitter, you just seem frustrated. Like, why are they doing this? Like, what, what the fuck is these people are crazy. But it, it, to me, on the other side, it kind of just seems like, well, yeah, they're trying to kill us. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> um, oftentimes what I'm tweeting is like, I'm trying to catalyze anger towards the state. <laughs> mm. So if I, if I frame it in a, in a conspiracy theory mindset, I'll lose a lot of people. Whereas if I can frame it in a way that's like, hey, what they're doing is fucked up. You know, like that's a, that's a more compelling uh, framing for most, for like the normie. So but now that I have such a large audience, like I try and I try and get as much people, you know, just privy to like how fucked up what's happening is. And yeah. then, you know, sometimes if I want to, I'll maybe I'll do a thread where I explain, you know, go deeper into like the the considerations, especially on my show. I'll talk a lot about the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset and things like that. But on Twitter, I don't, I don't do that so much um, to answer your question, though. I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, you know, if it's really uh, well. Here's my read of it. I think that there's there's two different camps. There's one that wants a deflationary bust, and then there's another that wants uh, an inflationary bust, and then there's another camp that's like so. I guess three camps uh, that's trying to find kind of a glide path, and I think that's the 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 Federal Reserve. I think that they're trying to uh, you know basically maintain like why would they want to give up their monopoly on on the setting of interest rates and the creation of money? Like why? Like give, give me you tell me why. Because I don't think I don't think they do. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've played this game long enough, but it, you're right. It's kind of slipping through their fingers because they've been so reckless with, with what they've been doing. I, I remember like six years ago, we we're talking about uh, uh, quantitative easing and like that's the end of the world. And now that just kind of seems like it's like child's play. The, yeah, it's child's play con- considering what happened in 2020, 2021 and all that. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're basically putting an, an unlimited, like an infinite bailout uh, vehicle for all deposits in every banking institution, except for mid and small size. Cause the, the all, all it has to be like a unanimous vote between the president, the treasury, uh, the head of the fed. And I think the head of the FDIC, like they, they get to decide whether or not your banking institution is systemically important. So what does that mean? I mean, obviously it gives tremendous incentive to anyone who's paying attention to get their fucking money out of a small or medium sized bank and put it into the biggest banks possible because that's the only way that your, your deposits are assured and insured. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, there's, but then it's like at the same time, Janet Yellen was asked about this and the bitch didn't have a fucking answer. She was like, Oh, well, we're not trying to incentivize that. It's like, no, 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 no. That's what will happen. We're not saying that's necessarily your plan. You dumb bitch. Like that's what's going to happen because of your fucking misguided, stupid plan. So, you know, some of these people, certainly have you know really nefarious intention others have no clue what they're doing and they're just like they're just there to basically put band-aids on bullet wounds over and over again and and they don't like they can't think three or four steps ahead i mean look at look at what percentage of the population was capable of understanding the knock-on effects from lockdowns like hardly anybody right like maybe five percent of the population was like this is a terrible fucking idea like out of the gate um and I think it's the same thing with this. Like very few people are able to see the knock-on effects of, of policies in real time. Yeah, it's it's also interesting that those those larger banks that everyone's gonna have to be flocking to to store their funds are all the the most ESG compliant businesses that you that you can find. So there's my conspiracy brain thinking there too. It's like it's a funnel right into what I see as a a, a funnel into the transition into CBDCs. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's also, I mean, that's one of the camps. Uh, the, the intentions clearly like one of the camps i don't know which i think it's probably the world economic forum davos crowd that really wants the central bank digital currency because they look at the china model and they say like what china's doing is the is the way of the future and we have to compete with them in that regard so uh, because they have social credit scoring and things like that in china well we have to have a mechanism to get the american and the western world more broadly to to acquiesce and go along with that plan as well and they know that like our culture is not one that's going to accept that as readily as the Chinese have. Uh, so they have to come up with like really creative ways to get us to, to cave. And I think that that's, that's where either a hyperinflation or, or a global depression uh, plays perfectly into that plan. Cause like if we're, if our savings evaporate because of inflation or our retirement plans evaporate because of deflation uh, either way, they, it's going to be very easy to offer universal basic income and just tell people, hey, we have uh, this free money for you. Just give us your biometric data. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the way I'm kind of looking at it is like in my head, kind of, you know, big picture is this this is going to, like you said, it will destroy the small and medium sized banks. Like, I don't know to what the speed that this will happen. I feel like it'd be pretty goddamn quick considering the. You know, any 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 like legitimate economic you know actors will probably, like you said, you know, ditch the small and medium sized banks. I'm sure a lot of people don't pay attention. will stick with whatever they have. But, yeah. you know, 
until, I think until some more small and medium sized banks actually go bust and the depositors get fucked. Yeah, yes. it'll be like a slow drip and then all at once that yep. people yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. And watch what will happen is they probably won't back up the small and middle sized banks, maybe like the, some of the medium size. But like a lot of them will just be like, oh, well, that sucks. And that'll just kind of drive the drive people more towards the big banks. But I also think there's kind of like a a, a little bit of a silver lining to where I think that forces more people to things like crypto when they see like what yes. the fuck is going on here like this is complete funny money well and, if you've looked at the bitcoin yeah. chart over the past two weeks you've seen it i mean it's yeah. up like 25 percent or, or more um and that's exactly what you know the people that are awake are thinking to themselves they're like holy shit like we are we're right back in the teeth of 0809 and but this time we have inflation so the fed can't do what has to be done to to break the back of inflation because the bank the banks are insolvent so it's like what you gonna do what you gonna yeah. do, Jerome? <laughs> Which, by the way, funniest fucking name for like an old stodgy white guy, Jerome. <laughs> it's a black name. Yeah, oh, I never really thought about that. <laughs> fucking Jerome. Every, every, every time I think about it, I'm like, that is so funny. He's got to be the only like high level banker named Jerome. <laughs> Who's that big fat motherfucking uh, central banker that the pictures always go around like the meme? Do you, do you know? Is that like some significant guy? You've seen yeah. the meme where he's like, I made a CBDC, but I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the head of. Um, fuck it's a i think maybe the ecb european central bank okay what well, one of the european banking institutions <laughs> i mean no no reason to brought that up he just looks ridiculous <laughs> yeah he is a living he's, meme yeah yeah he's a humorously rotund man <laughs> it, it, it is something ridiculous but no i i do think in their head you know that those that rule above and shadow i think they probably think that if you're driving everywhere to the the bit the larger banks, obviously this makes it easier for in their head for a CBDC transition because you're you know damn near if you get to, if they get to a point like say a decade or less out they so, kind of slowly make cash more of a hassle uh, you know we get further along like and they basically have the banks essentially controlled because they're all in the large banks and everyone's got all their money in the banks you know theoretically we're not talking about crypto in this situation then you damn near by default kind of have a cbdc anyways like what what is the major if everyone has is in the major banks they're not really using cash and they're just using like debit credit in what meaningful way is it really different at that point because it's essentially like i'm sure it makes it a little bit more of an easier through line with a cbdc to get the controls they want but if it's all just funny money backstopped anyways and you're fucking the big big difference the big difference is that they can actually like just put money in your account and then put a time limit on, on when you can spend it. Um, so they can actually like control They put money in our accounts during the fucking, uh, COVID lockdowns. Yeah. But they can't control when you spend it. Cause then they would have to yeah. absorb that money. So like, that's what the central bank digital currency would do. Like you could actually put a timeline on like, Hey, we are verging on a deflationary collapse. So we're going to insert, you know, $1.4 trillion into the economy and everyone has to spend it in the next 45 days or it's, you know, it's retrieved instantly. So, I feel like that wouldn't be too. I mean, obviously there would probably be some legislation that we need to go ahead. I'm sure a lot of them they just should shoehorn in. But you know, if we're dealing with, if we get to a point where they control the banks enough, like the larger banks, and they like put in their own regulations, I don't see why that wouldn't be too feasible. Obviously, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more simplified version for them if they can get through. Well, that, that's CBDC. That's but, the yeah. real difference is that it's so it's so challenging to do that on a on a broad basis dealing with a bunch of people that are all, you know, behaving like it, what, what the future entails. And the reason you need to have an electronic currency that actually handles this is like, 
I think that they will get to a stage, not necessarily in America, but certainly in China and other countries. Uh, I, I hope not in America. We'll see um, where if you post something that's flagged, like that's enough, you know, like you just post something that's flagged as opposed to like getting banned from Twitter. It's like, oh, you said something, you know, against our overlords. And now not only is your is your, you know, your money isn't just frozen. It's gone because it's electronic. You can't even prove it. They can just fucking make it gone. It's gone, gone, gone. You have no no litigation, no capacity to retrieve it in any form or fashion. You can't even prove that you ever owned it. So I think that's really, that's like the true dystopic future. Mm. I got JC in the chat. He said, all these policies always miraculously lead to the establishment consolidating more power. That's the message that normies need to understand to go over their version to conspiracy theories. Yes. Yeah, no, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, where I do think it's obviously consolidating power, but it also has the inverse effect. So it's kind of a race to the polls. Kind of, uh, as always, it's what, what was it, how Oppenheimer put it, like predation versus uh, a production, essentially. That's uh, mm-hmm. basically what is, in, in essence, the current. We are year. ruled by predation yeah. right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't see a clear dichotomy of that between going, you know, full central bank and going full, you know, going crypto. It's kind of like they're kind of weeding out the middle and forcing things more to one or the other. Yep. So, and the yeah. earlier you pick the right side, the better off you'll be, in my opinion. Yeah. And obviously, and, there's a if, go ahead. For, for the people that are like on the fence, they're not watching this show, obviously, but the normies, if if we're to believe, if we are to be believed that uh, this is what they're doing, that they're consolidating uh, these large banks that will do their bidding, think about the level of number one paranoia that these people have, because generally every every single bank will go along with whatever governmental rules that they lay out next. There's nobody breaking, the no bank breaking the government rules that be shut down anyway. So it's like, now you really got to think what the fuck are they doing or what are they trying to do to us that will that that govern that warrants this type of behavior and it's nothing like it's nothing like a higher tax it's something way more severe like what we're talking about which you know clint you could be you could be on like the eat like the low end of the punishment it could be it could be way worse than that but that's exactly what we're headed towards yeah no i i was just describing like the the broad-based control mechanism would be like oh you're unpersoned like you don't get to function in the normal economy anymore obviously the worst case scenario is like they kill you you know like they they actually uh you know they could i mean they could go really dark like you could put some sort of um you know employment criteria too like you can't have a job anymore you know like if you don't have if you're not registered with the cbdc database like oh you can't work in the the white market as opposed to the black market. Um, so yeah, I mean, it can get fucking super spooky, but let, let me also just point out something real quick. It's, if you recall the justification for the bailouts in 0809 and, and the reason that Dodd-Frank got passed was because they wanted to make sure that there would never be a bank that was too big to fail. You remember that language? <laughs> what did it do? It actually delivered us less banking options and bigger banking institutions, a true oligarchy and, that's what we're up against now. You have four monstrous banks that if any one of them goes under, the world economy tips over. And and it didn't have to be that way. If you had just let the fucking pain happen in 0809, well then we wouldn't be here. But now it's so, it's so cataclysmic if you allow, you know, JP Morgan Chase to go under. I mean, you're talking global depression that that makes 29 look like a fucking walk in the park, like a total joke. So I think that they'll never allow it. So the the only answer, in my estimation, is is inflation, yeah. and that's yeah. why I like 
Bitcoin right now so much. It's it's such an interesting time because I remember being young. Uh, there was this movie, this Christian movie that was corny at the time, and my mom loved it, and she would watch it. It was called uh, Left Behind, and it's describing like, <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, I was like big into those. I was the Christian kid in, in uh, you know, yeah. I went to the they Christian had a, they had a bunch and, of them. Yeah, they had movies. You know, Kirk Cameron was in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the big Christian actor. But like one <laughs> yeah. of the things that they touched on, I remember all the time and saying like, this is kind of like, I was like, this is scare tactics. This is unfeasible. This is crazy. Where they had like the whole underground economy, like the, basically the people who believed in Christ had to go underground and they had a whole separate economy. And what you're describing is exactly that. Like if, mm-hmm. if they take away my ability to work on the books or do something legal, we, we're going to have like an entire, like they were describing agorism before I even mm-hmm. knew what the word was, right. but from a, a religious standpoint. So they didn't have the, they didn't have like the economic sense to really like push it forward and have it make sense, but they had some kind of prophecy about it. And it's very scary to see a lot of these things converging in this time period with the way technology is now. I completely yeah. agree. And that's the reason that it's progressing so rapidly is because of technology. They realize like they have a very narrow window of opportunity to put these controls in place because the alternative is we all become very, very free and we have the capacity to control our, our own lines of communication, our own lines of, of financial transit. Basically, we can do away with the vast majority of what we actually require of the state. And that is a untenable position to them. So they're going to do everything in their power to, to force us back into their grip because that's where they, you know, they get all their money and power. Yeah, it, it is funny. Like uh, you hear tons of stories and especially if you like have talked about agorism and stuff about like USSR, like at its peak, how the black market and the gray market operated. And a lot of time how those guys were better off than the people trying to operate in the straight and narrow. And the people trying to operate in the straight and narrow didn't really actually operate in the straight and narrow. They usually would try to you know make things work by, you know, operating in the black and gray as well. So it was like no one was really, you know, uh, was really in the white. And I, I'm actually, you know, top brings up good points. Like I'm kind of in, I guess there's a possibility and it almost borderline makes me excited to some extent of like what kind of a bustling gray and black market we would have in the, in our current, you know, state or in the future, obviously once you know, things have shifted, once they've kind of pushed those energies from one to one side or the other, like I, you know, like, a, you, like you were describing left behind books, it's the same thing, a, a really great book. Uh, it's kind of like the Ayn Rand book of agorism. You know how she always does these fictional books, and but it like is kind of exhibiting her principles that she believes in and stuff. There's one called Alongside Night, which basically just kind of describes that and the idea of like the the uh, like in a in a world where the the economy has gone completely tits up, and it is like kind of describing these like underground markets and how they could possibly operate. And it is kind of interesting to think about, you know, especially once you incorporate modern technology and how things could work. And you know that the speed at which the, you know, the production sector outpaces the predation sector when it's really pushed is, is pretty interesting. And we're at a spot now where it's like, so decentralized it's uh you know, the more it's like a network effect, like uh, it's a tie it into like the OKC stuff. Like uh, one point I always bring up and why I think it's so we're, it's such an interesting conspiracy is because it started at like the, it happened in 95 kind of at like the infancy of like the information age. And, but it didn't have the kind of oomph that we had now. It had like the bare bones, like you could kind of document like videos, this, that it was kind of hard to, to uh, disseminate them or to collect them like it is now. Like things aren't as 
things aren't as connected as they are now, but now these things people have over the years like held on to stuff and now it's connected. And so it's like bustled under the surface. So I don't know. I just, I, I'm really, I guess there is, I think, optimism to be had to how like that will work. Like it would almost probably might be their own demise. Maybe, maybe I'm being a lot more optimistic and a little, because uh, we're in a, like, I do think our technology compared to like USSR opens a whole lot more possibilities for that kind of dynamic. But I don't know. I don't know if that's funny. Time, time will yeah. tell, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think that like yeah. we, we have so many tools at our disposal that they're trying to clamp down on desperately. But like there is market demand that constantly fills that void. That's like constantly trying to create ways that we can not be unbanked and not be censored. And like, that's, that's the new economy. Like that's really the gray market that you're describing. Cause it's not really criminalized yet, but it's, it's not really, you know, it's not boosted by the algos yeah. or anything like that. You just hear about it through our community essentially. And I think that that's, that's really what the future will be is just like, there's going to be fucking billionaires that are that are made over the next decade in this gray market that we're describing. I mean, they, I mean, they are a lot of them already exist in the Bitcoin space just because they were early adopters. Um, but I think that there's going to be a lot of them and yeah. and and it'll actually be productive because as, as of now, like most of the people that got rich off Bitcoin, like they didn't do anything productive to get that. They just acquired it early. Like there's going to be people that actually fucking do stuff think about the stuff. natural elites that that will create like the caliber of natural elite that that would spawn yep. like th these That's these natural yes yes like right. real natural elites like natural to the point to where it's despite the opposition well think like, think about how how sick the system is where like in order to become a natural like a truly natural elite move in the into moving into the future you have to be black market like yeah. you can't even do it the real like the og way because like look at elon musk he's probably you know as natural elite as you could find but like he has but he has made his his you know record-breaking savings or or uh you know net worth by playing the game and being you know boosted by government largesse so like even he 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 didn't do it the way that you know the heroes that we would like to envision in the future. So I hope I hope we'll see that. Yeah, oh yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon came from a very rich family, and then there's also speculation about whether he actually did create the technology from PayPal, and did he create the technology from Tesla and all the rest of the stuff. He's he's an interesting character. I don't really know where he if comes you, from, if, but if you listen to him talk on on Spaces, especially when he's talking about programming and. Uh, you know, like it, he's, he's a polymath, like the guy, the guy really, I just, I would encourage you before you, you know, assume that he's uh, just some silver spoon piece of shit that like lucked his way into this. Uh, he's not dumb. Like that guy, he strikes me as being extraordinarily brilliant. Honestly. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he's like, he's, he's a, a phony. I'm just saying like, I, when I'm talking about like a natural elite, I'm I'm thinking more of somebody who is literally just like like a regular person. This 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 dude was granted like 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 from the start. He right. came from he came from a very wealthy family, and then he also used the the programs that are in place now to get to where he's at. What I'm thinking about is somebody who was like completely black marketed, and just almost like maybe like an Andrew Tate type character. Like I don't yeah. know what that guy's doing, but is he a natural elite? I don't really know what he's creating. Maybe he's, you know porn on the internet, but. He's, he's creating he's a following. <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. He's doing something. That's the thing. We don't. I don't. I don't think we're gonna know what it looks like because if we knew what it looks like, we'd be doing it now. I wouldn't be here talking with you. I'd be doing whatever the fuck that is. So it, well, it'll, we might it'll be happen. doing it. Yeah. Like, we I, might be. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, I think that like um, 
you know, just creating a following in this environment before we're, you know, blacklisted and deplatformed from everywhere is like, that's how you're going to be known in the next economic model that exists. That's a currency. I also think yeah. the natural elites will spawn from our spaces. Like we're kind of getting at like the black. I totally the agree. Then. So the, there, there are going to be these, you know, fucking, uh, probably a lot of them a little bit like almost like autistic type nerds, but like guys like with their head on straight, yep. like super low time preference type people. And, and the people, fucking, and the people that, that didn't fall for the psyops and, and now have a track record because there's social media. All of us are that. I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to be those guys, but I'm saying like, that's a prerequisite. Like you can't just bullshit your way into natural elite level or status. Like you have to actually have the track record because what you're dealing with are people that are all dissidents. They're all people that have already opted out of the system. They've they've seen the fucking shell game for what it is, and they're like, like I'm only gonna follow someone if they if they told me something before anybody else did. And I feel like that's that's part of the reason that I've been successful is because my show was so dedicated to the the COVID nonsense, and everyone's like, all right, they'll. He can't bullshit that, you know, like his show was started in May of 2020 and it was called Liberty Lockdown. Like that's fucking facts. That's that's, uh, you know, social currency that that you can't really buy. You have to just prove it. It's the same shit that, that put Ron Paul on the map, his warnings about the economic collapses and everything else. Um, and I feel like that that'll be paramount because the old regime, the old ecosystem, it, it only persists or like you only rise to the top by playing the game and reading the script and doing what you're told this new ecosystem is going to be like were you telling the truth when it was unpopular and do you do that constantly do you never fall off that path because if you do then you've sold out and everyone will spot it right away so that's very much like the mike cernovich and you know i've had my beefs with cernovich but like the more you I, I think he's bad on israel and palestine but that's whatever but the more you look at his track record and when he says stuff and what he says is like, oh boy, yep. you really want to touch that third rail, but he's just telling the truth. And guess what? A couple months later or a year later, people come back and be like, damn, fucking this guy with the list said that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to be saying about Jose. That's yeah. what they'll be saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. It's it's a very interesting, like the idea of social currency is something that I have thought about a lot. Like it's almost uh, it's almost like a prehistoric idea of, of money. I feel like like back in the day, you know, your, your word is your bond, like in, in your right. small tribe, people knew who you were by your actions or by what you did. That's kind of this, but on like a global level. So it, it, it baffles, it blows my mind too. Like when, when people are like, oh, you paid for Twitter blue or, oh, you, you're worried about your, you know, having followers or oh, this. I was like, yes, what are you doing? You're going right. to a nine to five and you're not trying to build up something on the side here. Or like that, which may become your your main source of income, or at least like what represents you. You're not so worried about it? that. What, yeah. what I see in it is that you're building into the real economy. Like, if you have a nine to five, you're building into the old economy. Like, mm -hmm. I want I want to be surrounded by people that are all building into the new, and and I think that the new is going to become. Uh, just fucking enormous by the way i want to like, be clear because i know everyone's going to immediately assume like all oh, these guys are being faggots about being podcasters like no i mean like that, that is part of it but like i also have my side hustles top lobs as an art guy i guess clint's just fucking i'm rich, just a podcaster he built his wealth prior so it's like I, I mean, that is, we're not saying just go podcast. Like, that's not at all what we're saying. No. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not, not, I'm not necessarily a podcaster, but I, I operate in the, in this, like, 
sphere. I'm like I'm like one of those little feeder fishes on the podcasters back. I figured out a way like uh, I figured out what you need. And there's a lot of other needs that people that are doing this message need. And uh, if you have that skill, get out there. I said it. I said this when I was at Pork Fest on part of the problem. You can go back to that one in like 2021 or something. And uh, I was just saying, hey, listen, if you have a skill, get out there to ask a podcaster that you like. Hey, can I draw for you? Hey, can I write music for you? Hey, can I do this for you? And they're always going to say yes. And I was like, and do it for free until you can get paid a little bit and just keep doing it. Like this is going to be something. Start growing. Get your foot in the door now. So that way, when it, when it is something, you're not on the out, outside kind of like scratching. Is it, yeah, yeah. Some of you will get in after, but like if, if you're in on the ground floor, there's no reason I should have the following that I have now. There's a lot of other artists that I follow and that actually, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like kind of larger than some of the ones I initially started following. Some of the ones that inspired me to do this Undoubtedly. because I got involved and I started, you know, working in this agorist sort of weird space, whatever the fuck this is. So whoever's watching, I remember, let's go do something. Exactly. I remember the first time I got a, a follower that had 10,000 followers. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now I get I get followers with that amount of followers every single day. And I don't even follow them back. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just fucking weird. Cause um, you know, and, and I think that the other note to make about this is like that the growth trajectory is exponential. And it's like, it's, there's no, there's no like, you know, work 25 years to get known like corporate America, 1950s style. Like, oh, you want to be the CEO of this company? You can work your way up from the janitor to the CEO, but you got to stick it out for 30 years. You got to go from, you know, the mailroom in your 20s to the fucking CEO in your 50s or 60s. Like that ain't it anymore. Like yeah, it's going to be fast. Yeah. Dude, it really is like what you do. Like, and I know it is like, it's there's not going to be really anything in the hardly that you're any venture that you're going to go into that you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to start and it's going to kick ass right off the bat and it's going to work. Blah, blah blah. Like, no, it is a slow grind, but like, even with that slow grind in my, in mind, like it's not as slow or as much of a barrier as you think. Like I, you'd be surprised the type of influence and change and progress, you know, just, I guess, depending on how you interpret that you can make in a, in, in whatever I mean, we're talking kind of nebulously about different multiple things but like i don't know for example once again like i've been podcasting what a couple years and i'm nowhere near the size of like clint i don't even have as big as falling his top and it looks like i may have bullied fucking cnn to, to covering a fucking <laughs> conspiracy from the mid 90s <laughs> like, yeah, so insane. it's like but uh, it, the, the other, you know, you you were with your ESG shit. Not saying you were like the only person doing it or anything like that. Like, how much have you? I, moved? I, I played like, a big part know. in making it in our in our sphere, though. Like the yeah. libertarians really weren't talking about it very much. And then I was a guest on basically every show explaining what it was. And then they started to talk about it with other guests that they had on. Like, there's a contagion effect if you want to yeah. go down the economics route um, with ideas, and the ideas spread very rapidly. And th that's why I love being in the podcast world because I have you know, outsized influence, yeah. like big, big influence yeah, that I, I would have never imagined possible. It's not that like, I'm not saying necessarily let's say with the OKC thing, it's all due to me or even necessarily is due to me or, or the ESG stuff. Same with you. It is, yeah, it literally is like you said, like a contagion effect, just a simple, like, I, don't know, I guess Twitter. So, so grateful that like, you can, you can, you know, gin up energy. Like, yeah. and like, yeah, no one's going to be like, well, that specifically comes from him or whatever. Like you can play off this mimetic effect that humans yes. have in these places we, and just we are, get the right people. You know, we are 
truth pathogens in a world immersed in lies. Like we, like you just, you just start to tell a little bit of truth and it's a virus and it just gets into the fucking ecosystem and it starts to, to percolate. And then all of a sudden there's a pandemic of truth. And, and I think that's, that's why the FBI and DHS and the CDC and all these institutions were, were working so, uh, you know, just nonstop to try and suppress our voices and to blacklist and, and ban and suspend um, because they realize like, this is, this is a, uncontrollable narrative and and now we get to see how controlled the narrative was our entire lives and it's profound yeah it's i kinda, had no idea yeah, it's crazy too I'm, I, I wish i could remember i feel like there was something in the past week or two where they doubled down even more on like the domestic terrorism efforts uh in the and i believe they even kind of connected it to the michigan stuff i can't remember which anyone who's followed that complete horseshit they did i, I i'll say they didn't do anything wrong like the the, the people that you know got hemmed up nothing I've dug even if they had gone further, they didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) I I tried to dig into it to find some kernel of like, because you assume there's something, there's nothing, but like, I'm not going to dwell on that. But uh, God, I forgot my fucking point. I had a domestic terrorism point. Oh, domestic terrorism. Yeah, no, that's uh, they're I think they're still pushing that. Obviously, I think that is 100% an outlet of that, of that they're trying to attack that energy. Yes, so they're trying to find things in the kind of similar sphere. And if you're like, oh, well, you said the N-word once, or you you joked about this <laughs> Jew joke, or what? Well, just, like, just once? <laughs> they, they can start to put together things to What make are you, a, a choir case. boy? Yeah, so it's like they're able to play these games. But it's funny where, like, it's this this self-defeating thing they're doing themselves because like if for example with the michigan stuff like we have been able to disseminate that information to where the people who actually matter or care or want to look into it have gotten the information that this is complete horseshit like they're not able to cover their tracks like they used to we're such a crazy force like this nebulous you know group of internet people or just people in general they're like whoa 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 What's going on? And now we're so interconnected that we can throw these inf- yeah. these ideas together it's, and like light speed. And we're everywhere. They, yeah. they can't even like, they don't even know where we're at. You know, <laughs> there's, there's, I, I do almost 15,000. I, I do probably around 15,000, you know, listeners per episode. And it's like, just think about 15,000 people that like actually share my ideas that are out there in the wild. Just fucking, just yeah. like they're, they're working at, you know, dell computers and they're working at apple and they're working at the, so there's probably some dudes at the fdic and you know it's like it's fucking it's wild it's wild that like just this this kind of mind virus is out there and they they don't know where we're at that's yeah. why yeah. so many of the people stay anonymous the craziest thing about it too is i love when people say like twitter is not real life it's like well it is and it's online but it it kind of has made itself into real life for a lot of us which is fucking weird but like yeah i, I, was, I was telling you about like i met some new people they're really cool um i was probing some questions and then they start talking about like the banks and all this stuff and they're like they're on it but they're not on it like how i'm on it and they have no idea it's like so i have talking banks or parentheses 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 banks parentheses the banks who owns that (laughs) (laughs) like i basically like verbatim just like recapped your episode or like the 15 minute episode you did about s you know svb crashing and they were like what and i'm like (laughs) yeah like I, i just like I could just spout this stuff. I, I don't know shit about it, but I, right. I listen to people who do. I know somebody who does. So it's like, this is this is not just become like a like I I can reach fifteen thousand people that see this episode, but like the people that see that episode are now talking to other people who wouldn't even be in this sphere at all. Yeah, and, and who knows how far that goes? 
exactly really and that's amazing. that's that's why our community keeps growing because like we i in my opinion we have as close a like a a passion for the truth that you just don't find anywhere else like i'm really not out there trying to confirm my preconceived notions like i am trying to find out the truth every time i do a story i'm like what's the fucking truth here and and once i feel like i have a good handle on it then i'm like i want to tell the world and that just that passion like there's no other group out there in my estimation that is actually just seeking truth all the time like the republicans they want to confirm that their belief system is proper some libertarians are that way too of course um and then obviously the democrats don't want any truth at all so I think that that's why, you know, we will continue to to grow. I think we've we'll learned see. social credibility matters in our sphere because it's not artificial. This kind of ties back yep. into the uh, natural elites, you know, concept earlier. Our sphere has gotten used to being, uh, I guess, downtrodden upon or, or disproportionately pushed back against when we're being illogical, improper. Uh, Good God, hasty, do we? I mean, because we because yeah. we tear each other apart. Yes. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just a con. It's like a little training field. And then, but that you guys saw the Fauci video, right? With uh, yeah. Bowser. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what happens when uh, someone isn't on that constant battle for, or is never on the training field. When yes. they're given pushback by some retarded black guy in a jersey, they're like, <laughs> "I don't know. I don't know what to say here. I thought he was gonna just get vaccinated again." Why well, won't like, this black listen to me? Yeah, these blacks they listen to me for AIDS and and monkeypox, but. I, <laughs> It's like this guy, I'm listening to that black guy talk and it's like watered down versions of what I've heard like uh, Robert Malone say or like Dr. Andrew Huff say. And I'm like, holy shit. Like this guy's just, he's just like telling them these facts, but like awful with a bunch of holes yep. in it and they have no, they have no response. Well, it's and then, really and, amazing. And then, and then think, I, I know we've already, you know, sucked our own dicks enough, but just think about the the influence that I'm now having because I have Dr. Robert Malone who follows me and he retweets me to his millions of followers or whatever. It's like, it, but then he does all these interviews and then he has these ideas that have been put in his brain about ESG and other shit that I, that I'm constantly railing on about. And then he starts to mention that. And then his, I mean, his at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Impact is fucking enormous. So it, it's like, it's not even about necessarily my size. It's about the influence that, you know, as a collective, tower gang and then the liberty sphere has more broadly it's just fucking it's outrageously oversized the network they, effect ridiculous yeah it's it's crazy and then and then the bitcoin community and you know all of those guys that i i also interact with a ton of them and now i'm friends with many of them and and those guys are you know in my estimation going to be even more of uh you know the titans of industry moving forward than you know the influencers the podcasters whatever um but yeah, I mean, the, the fact that they carry our, our ideas as well is tremendously powerful because that means that they're going to be able to, you know, create innovations that that solve the problems that I'm talking about on my show every day or every week. Um, it's just crazy, man. The, the network effect, I think, brings us a good point. I like and this is something I've mentioned before. I think once again, I guess kind of suck in our dicks, but I, I think it kind of just is a demonstration of what other people can do or just what people naturally kind of do. We kind of grouped up as a group. 
And we, you know, as amongst ourselves, we have kind of created this network effect, I guess, specifically, you know, Tower Gang or just like kind of other people loosely associated us with a group, particularly us, because we're like a tight group. And we have created this, in my opinion, pretty insane uh, network effect amongst all of us to where we're kind of touching on different spots. We have different people like influences, whatever. And now we then you take that energy and you match it up with another group that's kind of similar like that. And like. It, it just it compounds and it's ridiculous like so i i'm, I'm like it is i guess this is the example when people give uh you know make the lowbrow argument against individualism of like oh you can't do everything alone you're like no but you're an individual and you work together with other individuals right and you kind of create little cells and groups and you like you know tight-knit little groups and kind of work out from there oh it's you're an like, individualist but you got married and had kids <laughs> you fraud you're an individualist but you went out to eat someone else cooked you it's like okay guy it's like good lord man yeah, yeah. i'd rather kill myself to talk about that kind of shit um it, it, all right so I, I wanted to bring in you you guys kind of went to it a little bit about like this technological side when we were talking about a couple minutes ago but uh one of these tweets here i'll i'll pull it up this is my favorite guy cyprian he was talking in february about uh ai and where the hell is this tweet at now here it is so this guy brian romel this is very interesting he said i'm excited to announce i've been successful in installing and operating a full chat gpt knowledge set and interface fully trained on my local computer and it needs no internet once installed so uh he goes on to explain that he's using a couple different programs and basically he's plugging in some kind of mod of chat GPT that costs him about a half million dollars to make. He's plugging it directly into the internet and it will know everything in the internet within a couple of hours. That was uh yesterday. It's, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it already knows everything. Yeah. Cyprian said, people don't realize how very close we are to civil civilizational collapse due to AI in its current state. Literally all that has to happen is current generation AI given access to the headless Chrome library like Puppeteer, one of the other things that this guy's using, and left to its own devices online for about 48 hours. He said that in February, yesterday this happened, and I was like, oh boy. Like, we're we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the made-up elites and banking collapse and, and right. whatever else is going on with money, but there's something else at play here that I, I, I don't know how this could end up, but it's very interesting to think about, like, the future of humanity what will the AI deduce from learning everything on the internet? It's, it's also going to happen so fast. I think the AI is more complicated. It's a singularity. Yeah. I think yeah. AI is more complicated when you give it credit, or, or like it's not that maybe that might, be, might not be the right way to put it. But I think a lot of people think of AI and they think, you know, they're going to be, I guess, in a sense, independent like thinking. I guess you could almost think of it like humans with genetics. See, I've heard people talk about like AI type thing and they'll say, like, you know, especially with like the chat GPT, well, they'll program it to be like have a certain line of responses, almost like you could say it's like its personality. So it's not like, I know, I, I do think, I mean, I guess it depends on the AI, but they make it out like they're going to hook in and then immediately become like Skynet. I guess it really depends on the programming. So like, I guess I heard that and I thought, holy shit, that could be a game changer for the, you know, the powers that be because we haven't really worked too well in like an internet 2.0 and a lot of it's very centralized so if they were able to get their hooks in with a with like something like that that was you know pre-programmed to be uh more amenable to their desires or whatever and not you know like it's a little more complicated i think with ai than i just don't i don't think they can control that i mean i don't also, know maybe not also there was the one of the ais was ran i think it was in february and it predicted march 15th for 
you know, the banking crisis. And it was like, fuck, it's like it happened. Uh, so, um, you know, I think there's a there's a distinct possibility that AI at its highest level will essentially be psychic, you know, like mm -hmm. it, because it's able to take in so much data, it, it'll be able to do what humanity has tried forever to do, especially stock pickers, you know, uh, stock brokers in particular. They're like trying to just process more information than anybody else has and then make a make a move before everybody else does. That's that's what the greatest traders in the world have always attempted to do. And it looks to me like AI will ultimately make it so that you can't beat the market. You can't, you can't beat the AI. It's like it's it's going to set every market trend. And I think that that I mean, we don't even understand like what that amounts to. It's it's essentially it's just so far superior to us on every level. And it's in its infancy. It's like it's brand new. And it's like in its crib and it's running laps around us. So what does a teenager AI look like? What does a 25-year-old AI look like? It's like, well, then we are totally irrelevant. Um, so yeah, it makes me nervous as fuck. I just don't talk about it because it's like, I'm just trying not to get nuked yeah. in the meantime. What are we What are we going to do about it anyways? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like it. So it's like, for me, it's like one of those things where like, I just hope that doesn't go that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I yeah, it can really go either way. Like, like, like you said, like people probably want to try to harness it, but what this guy seems to be doing, he just took all like all censorship off of it, all regulations off of it, and kind of just put it in a in in the biggest sandbox in the world and said, "Go play." Yep, it's like fucking crazy. Some guy, <laughs> it, it 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 really it's irresponsible. There's like it would it would be. I think we'll look back on something like that. Maybe not this instance, but the next instance, or whenever the singularity happens, where this AI is like finally clicks and becomes. I mean, it's it. He's trying to make it autonomous offline. You want to see how crazy that is? <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I, I do understand. If, if you put that in inside of like a body, inside of something that can move, like what is this thing now? I I don't even know. Or or. For instance, if, if if you put that into a Neuralink chip, into well, I an think organic that's, body, that's very that's scary. The, that's the least reckless thing about what you're describing of what he did is that he's trying to do it and then take it offline. Because if you leave it online, well, then it can actually, I mean, uh, ass, assuming it can get some level of, you know, maybe not human sentience, but some level of sentience because it just has so much information. Oh, no. He didn't take it offline. He's making it so that it can operate offline. This thing, listen. This is AI. If if, if this thing like can know anything, getting the under... information and then you know you know disconnecting or staying connected, like some sort of. Oh, I thought I thought you meant that he was actually just taking it offline because he didn't want it to, <laughs> you know, ruin the world. <laughs> yeah, but think about that. Imagine like, oh, I, I created a being that knows everything under the sun, and it's like, but I took away the Wi-Fi password, so it's all good. <laughs> There's nothing you can do, dude. This thing is right. operating within That's itself. True. All the knowledge in the world. <laughs> It can probably plug back in the internet if it would like to. It'll it's guess the Wi-Fi in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, guess the Wi-Fi pass. It's like, God damn it. I had like ex exclamation points and stars in there. Well, I mean, they have some AI. Uh, that, that's what uh, Rogan and Duncan Trussell were talking about. There, there was some AI that basically could predict what people were thinking just based off of the data from like being around them for you know a couple hours. And and it was like very, very accurate. And, and I'm just thinking to myself like, man, like... In a, in a matter of years, there will be, you could see 90% of jobs replaced. Like in years, you could see that. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it could happen. And that is a fucking startling reality. The, the, um, the, the funny thing is that demonstrates so well the conundrum of 
uh, not to get too philosophical of uh, free will, because this is like a common argument. I mean, I have d gone deep down that hole and uh, I, I'm, I've come to the conclusion it's basically just semantic. I don't really give a shit one way or the other, because the argument that people say that there is no free will is essentially like that AI thing where you can basically guess exactly how you're going to behave or what you're going to say or whatever, because it has you know figured out all the different factors about you, what you ate for lunch. Blah, blah, blah. So it's almost the idea of that you like, you were almost pre-programmed at any moment to do whatever you were going to do because of whatever things were sent in place, your genetics, et cetera, et cetera. It, I go Neil on that one, but keep going. Yeah. But you like, it is funny how like that does kind of demonstrate the conundrum of like, where is it really a true free will or, you know, like almost like That's... we're basically like a program in the, in a box that, you know, if X, then Y, and like you were going to do that no matter what under that specific set of circumstances. Guys, if you, you like know? this conversation, go watch that episode of tower gang where <laughs> Jose brought up intrusive thoughts, because that is to me, that's like the biggest fuck you to whatever is guessing my next move. Or like, yeah, there's a lot of Christian philosophy where they're like, well, if God made us and he knew that, he knew what we do. He knew some people would be murderers and, knew, and he knew that, some people would go to hell. Well, not real. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, but then like, like we're having that conversation. It's like, I'm driving on the road and I can just drive right off of it. I could fuck you. I mean, the AI <laughs> would be like, I didn't see him. Why do you do that? Yeah. His whole family in the car. It's crazy. He hit that dude with an ax for no yeah. reason. I knew That's exactly this time he was going to think, you know what, you know, the, all the, the, this whole free will thing, I'm going to prove it like true. I can, I can make decisions for myself. Yeah. I knew he, he was going to do that at that point. That's when the despair yeah. kicked in and he just, you know, got too schizo and just did it. <laughs> that It's like, it's, it could be like the most grotesque thing about humanity, but it's also the most beautiful. And I think that's why, uh, you know, not to get too like biblical on you guys, but I don't know, let's say God, God had angels in heaven for a long time. And then he decided to make fucked up creatures is how the story goes. And it's like, well, why? Because because angels were probably boring, they were probably boring. They were probably perfect and always did like the right thing. And God was just like, "Skay, I'm gonna make somebody who's gonna really, <laughs> I'm gonna mix it up." <laughs> yeah, exactly. These guys are gonna make up the word, the N word, and then say it over and over again. Yeah, it's it's something really beautiful about that. And I don't know, AI is kind of a pervert. It is it is exactly a perversion of what that is. Although, if we're gonna give it this like credit of being this. Uh, you know, perfect thinking can completely, you know, incorporate ideas. Doesn't I feel like in a certain sense that almost demonstrates maybe a uh, or maybe there's like a cognitive distance there or, or maybe it's like a we haven't completely, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to say how I think I say this essentially that we may not completely buy into our theory, because if you think about it, like if it was that intelligent, wouldn't it just come to the same conclusions we have? I mean, I guess it could be like, well, I could be the ruler or blah, blah, blah. But like, I feel like if you logic it out, if this is a perfect thinking entity, it would, you know, think about things like, you know, how Hoppe, you know, argumentation ethics, the idea of that essentially, you know, what that demonstrates there is the, the proper way to behave, whether you want to call it objective or not, is to work in agreement and, you know, in voluntary action because the, the, that's the what risk. leads to the most peace. You know? the, the the risk is that it it concludes the same thing many of us in the libertarian community have concluded that that you know the the broader you know human humanity uh, needs a ruler like that mm. they 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 des they demand a ruler so like what are you gonna do if you're better than humanity you're gonna be that ruler like that's what I if I was an AI and I was thinking thinking this through logically that would be my conclusion like I am I am better equipped to 
look after these people because I know them better than they know themselves. And I know that they're extraordinarily self-destructive. They're also innovative and beautiful and loving and all these other things. But like, I can, I can do all of that. Plus, uh, you know, make it peaceful and, yeah, and I, do, do that with an iron fist. And that, that'd you, be my concern. I don't know if either of you have ever read Dune, but that is like kind of essentially the whole moral behind the story of Dune. Uh, if you read like the whole main series written by, um, I forget the author, but I know the author later, his son started taking over and that's kind of when they went to shit. I never read any of them, but his main books are awesome. That is kind of like the main theory behind it is like, there's this like character that kind of like creates, gets um, not sent. There's a term for it where you can almost, it's almost almost like basically the same idea as like an AI essentially, but it's more like it's precognition type. Like he's so goddamn smart that he can, you know, gameplay so every, so many things at once. And so he's like prescience, I think is what they call it. But it's essentially I'm this in the same idea as like AI in a sense, mm-hmm. like the idea of that, like he could predict things happening because he's able to compute things to such a retarded fucking level. Uh, I mean, they kind of like, you know, imbue a little woo woo there. And maybe that it is like kind of almost like an hallucinogenic type thing. And he's just makes it a little more spiritual. But basically it's that. And the idea is like throughout the, the course of all these books, he becomes like the God emperor. One of the, there's multiple characters throughout and he becomes the perfect, like he completely leans into that sentience thing and becomes like the Uber, I guess the Uber men sure, whatever. Like he becomes like basically a God among men and he is a fucking tyrant. And he like, but it's actually kind of weird in the way they write it to where he is like saying throughout, like I'm, this is my love story to you guys. Kind of deal. I forget how he puts it. Like the idea of like, and it kind of alludes to later, they almost gives you the idea that what he's saying is like, I taught humanity this awful lesson of even a God that like can do everything perfectly in this sense. Like this is my takeaway is like, even that is like, yeah, I guess maybe you could say it's perfect. Cause in, in the, the whole idea is that he averted humanity from a, a crisis that was coming millennia right. in the future, but well, it's like, at what cost? Yes. It's the same, yeah. it's the same, it's the same exact logic that, the technocrats use, but they mm-hmm. are extraordinarily flawed and yes. they function from a premise that is deeply flawed. So they're like, they're fucking just evil tyrants. The yeah, they just fuck it and, up. So and the Klaus Schwab's <laughs> and all that. So like, yeah, an AI they would, would definitely have the same instincts, but could probably do it better. So they're certainly, almost certainly going to end up going that path. Uh, you know, Top mentioned earlier about, you know, I don't want to take you guys too far down the religious path, but what I wanted to say about it is like, if you've noticed on my show or just anything that I communicate, I never badmouth religious people. Like I, I, and the reason, like when I was younger, I certainly did because I was more atheistic. And now the way I perceive it is like, and I also don't badmouth Republicans very often. You'll notice that as well. Um, primarily because I view whoever is in opposition to this current, uh, you know, regime is is going to receive the same treatment. So like. I don't think that they've realized it yet. And I don't think most people in our community have realized it yet, but like that is our natural team. Like that's going to be our natural ally is going to be the devoutly religious. Those that, that look at the state and say, you are not my Lord. You are not my leader. You're not my God. And, and I, I feel like I have kind of a religious fervor towards Liberty. So that's like, that is my, that is my guiding light. Theirs is the Bible or God or Jesus or whatever. So I think that that, there will eventually be a very um, like kind of a come to Jesus move, moment, not to, you know, no pun intended where the libertarians and the anarchists and the, even the dissident left and the, the red pill GOPers and the religious right, like they all come together and they just go like, it's us, it's us against these motherfuckers. That's my thought. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I don't think Liberty Uni's gay, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's not we what already, I was describing. Uh, we tried this and we ended ended up with Reed. So I don't think, <laughs> I, 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 that I, looks I, pretty good. I agree, and uh, I know a lot of people get all cut up in like uh, this argument of like unity versus. It's an overcomplicated way of looking at it. I think uh, you know, saying it's one or the other. At the end of the day, it's just you find people you can link up with, and you discard those you can't. Like you know, it really is that simple uh you know yeah depends I'm not, I'm not, on the, the i'm not thing. describing i'm not describing like us all throwing on the same yeah. jerseys yeah. i'm just saying like i think once people realized how dire the circumstances are and like the tie that binds is that we all follow something that's bigger than the state the state will make us its enemy and we will eventually realize yeah. it that's a good a good example of kind of what i'm getting at is uh and i guess maybe the sentiment you're getting at is i've gotten a few times not a lot but you know we run in the anarchist crowd and i've you know talked a lot about the terence higgy thing he's a cop i've gotten a lot of like a cab comments and it's like not I mean a lot like but a, a, enough to, like a few you know not a lot but it's still like that is example of like dude what are you doing like i get it if you're like yeah, like I, I agree. I don't like cops. I'm not a big fan of cops. But like, if we're talking about a specific example in which they're doing something right, right? What what are you contributing here by being like well, they and he was talk and he was murdered by federal <laughs> cops? Can we? Yeah. Can that earn him yeah. any goodwill? So it's I mean, like it's good. that same idea. A lot of people are like, oh, oh, I don't want to work with commies. And it's like, okay, but what are we talking about? Are you like saying if are you just trying to say together that war is bad? Okay, cool. And then when they say something dumb, be like, that's fucking dumb. You don't have to work with them in any other capacity. You don't even really necessarily have to work with them. It's Dude. just like if the if if some commie is like war is bad, and you're like, you're well, you're a stupid fucking commie. And you're like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? There, there was a video. There was a video two days ago. Of this cop running up on this black dude who's about to stab this uh, this girl in New York, and he fucking unloads his full clip on this dude, and and I'm thinking to myself like, I know a lot of libertarians are probably gonna look at this and just be like, a cab, and I was like, no, dude, like that was awesome. <laughs> like, that guy, I was, that I was guy. waiting for the Mises Caucus video, and I was like, thank God they didn't they didn't quote tweet that, but yeah, I thought that was fucking cool too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is fucking amazing. He he yeah. didn't shoot the girl who the dude was laying on top of, which normally I don't trust the cop with that kind of accuracy. Um, and he kept he actually saved a life. Like very rarely do cops actually do that. So it's just uh, I think you just have to realize like when someone is is an imminent threat and when they are doing something good and fuck their like label otherwise. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I guess it's the best way to put it. Cause like everyone's all concerned about what other baggage comes with them. And I'm like, yeah, we're not saying get in bed with this thing. You know, you know, yeah. you know, marry him. Cop's still going to go home and beat his wife. But I'm just <laughs> saying in that five seconds, he was awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think, I think that the unity uh, will even go deeper than that. I think I really do truly believe that some of these people that are in control of us right now, I don't even think that they're human beings. I think that they're, and I, I say that let's like oh top, let's fucking go. Yeah, I say <laughs> that not metaphorically, <laughs> literal. I don't know what the fuck these people are, but you can't have you can't have a soul and operate like that dude. Uh, who's a bold dude from the World Economic Forum? I was saying like the time Klaus? for uh, Klaus no Schwab. no his uh his the like the Arab looking dude is like henchman. Oh, uh, Yuval Harari, Noah Harari. Yes, yeah, yeah. Good name. It just the look on his face and, and like saying like the time for human uh, free choice for humans has passed as long right. as like, this is not a person. This is not a human being. Maybe he was at some point, but now is not. Yes. And I feel like that is going to like unveil itself more and more as we go. 
and then humanity will have to make a decision about what's so going on here. If you if you listen to any of the interviews during the heart of lockdowns from Jacinda Ardern, the fucking the leader right. of of uh, New Zealand. Oh right, uh, right. I mean, you're just just pure fucking evil, man. Just pure evil, and with the smile the whole time, and you're just like, what the fuck are you? Um, yeah, it's such I, an act though, because the like Michigan lady, uh, Whitmer, yeah, the, Whitmer, the, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it's it's almost like uh, like the uncanny valley that we were talking about. Like I'm looking at that, and I'm like, it looks like a human. It's just something about you that I can't quite put my finger on, and I truly believe. You call me crazy if you want to. I don't think these people are human Look, beings. It's, it doesn't it's even matter. Weird. It doesn't even matter if you're right or wrong because the way they perceive us is that we're not human. So, yes. so my my rule of thumb is like if you don't think of me as an autonomous autonomous human being, I don't think of you that way. You are yeah. my enemy. Yeah, well, it's it's nap. They're the fucking aggressor. So right. to me, they're like gloves off. You know, whatever whatever means necessary yeah. to get this to stop. <laughs> yeah and and if you if you have a fucking you know a, a real opening of your heart and you realize the error of your ways like i'm also still far more forgiving than any of these lunatics are um Mm-mm. i know oh, I'm, real I'm, quick I'm, to be top, clear top I'm, I'm not advocating political violence but i want to make it very clear i don't advocate uh that type of violence on a pragmatic level not a moral level so right. uh, you know i guess it, when we're talking moral it just depends on who the target is really so uh <laughs> but uh, you know I think it's not pragmatic. So, but <laughs> yeah, not advocating violence. I just really don't think that they're even like the same species as yes. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think it's really murder if you do anything because like they're not yeah. humans. So, I am a legitimate racist. Like, if we want to talk about race, the human race, I favor the human race. I don't know what these people are. They're not like the rest of us. So, I am, I'm very, I'm very biased against them. So, yes, I am the true, I'm the epitome of racist. Human supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're just yeah, exactly. they're the aggressor. So like I don't care what they are at that point. That like that's all yeah. I see. They're just the aggressors. Well, so, I I think there's there's also, you know, really interesting questions about the timeline with the uh the large hydron collider and the fact that we're like we're doing all these scientific experiments that that really verge on playing with um, you know, space time and it's like and then you see the dramatic shift in civilization and our behavior that all coincides with it's it's being turned on. And I know it's totally like lunatic talk to think that that could have any correlation, but I think it'd be a mistake not to consider it. Like it there, is, there is a really marked difference in humans, like in civilizational behavior, like right when that motherfucker goes, goes on. It is, I want, oh. it is so blatant too. Like, I mean, again, we're going to go into conspiracy, but if you look at CERN, their logo is like six, six, six. If you look at what they're doing, they're, they're like doing fake sacrifices to Shiva the god of death and destruction this is yep. weird whether you i mean whether it's real or not it's like what are you guys doing and, and to I make agree. matters worse they have another uh hadron collider in tennessee you guys know that mm-hmm. that's more active and the people who are doing it are even more nefarious they've been they've been like quoted saying like yes we're trying to open up demonic portals and then like go look, look this shit up it's in tennessee yeah there's another hadron collider there it's not Yo, as you gotta, big as the one in send, send me send me an article i gotta read, read up on yeah, this yeah I, that's intriguing Snopes but i'm like we didn't say that during the source <laughs> oh yeah no, well you can look it up that's what that's what they were saying and and you know i'm telling the truth because when you do look this up uh snopes is saying like they didn't say that and they'll they'll quote the reporters like yeah we did say we're trying to open up portals to another dimension 
but we didn't mention anything about demons. So it's like, <laughs> oh, it's half, it's half true. It's like, what the right. fuck are you guys doing? And that's happening in America. Yeah. We don't even talk about it. It's crazy. I think there's, I want to back up because you made the point about the World Economic Forum. And the first thing that came to mind for me is just like how, what a hollow display it is. Because I, you now obviously I don't know the metrics on who all attended and what their audience was like. But, you know, just to bring up the example of part of the problem with Dave Smith, which is like, even in the sphere of like political commentators, Dave is a force, but he's not like huge compared to a lot of other big, that's fair to say. Yeah. And he does more numbers on his show than primetime CNN. And so like extrapolate that to like world economic forum and like kind of this talk that we were getting out earlier with like the separation between the white and the, the black markets and, you know, uh, black being, I guess, good. And a lot of people think black, you know, white and black, uh, but like the white being this futuristic hellscape that we're marching towards. Uh, I think there's something interesting there of like where and in the idea of that they're acting so brazen, it almost comes off as like just trying so hard to put on the act and to establish. It's almost like how they teach cops in training to where like sometimes they will go super duper aggro and the theory is behind like to kind of like establish dominance and like that's almost what it feels like to where they're trying to establish dominance but it's like a pomeranian yapping at a fucking sleep like a sleepy mastiff you know i did i describe (laughs) it i so before i go into that it's called oak ridge in oak ridge tennessee (laughs) but the entire town is based around this it's like a pseudo governmental (laughs) facility no look it up it's it's right in your face it just They'll never talk about it. Oak Ridge. Yeah, that's where they have their Hadron Collider and they do a whole bunch of other like weird shit. The town is like very hush hush about it, but everyone in town knows what's up. It's one of those places, like kind of how Shane Cashman talks about that other town in Georgia. You remember that story where like mm-hmm. everyone there is kind of like, it's like a weird vibe because everyone's kind of like, yeah, we're all doing something. And we shrink. got your next story. Fucking go chill out in Tennessee. Go, to, go to Oak Ridge. Yeah, dude, that would be <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, Shit, what, what were you just saying? I, I lost my train there. Train oh, thought. He was talking black and white markets. I don't know if that helps. Black nah, white markets, the disparity between like the their actual, you know, like the kind How of we're competing with the World Economic Forum yeah. and CNN. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what part perked your thought. I, I, I went a lot of different it. tangents, so and I connected a lot of different strings. <laughs> it was yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. It, might, it might come back to me. Keep keep going. <laughs> You threw it off. On point, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Well, yeah. Well, there's something else you, or I guess we kind of already touched on a lot of the stuff you wanted to bring up, Clint. Uh, but I guess we're an hour fifteen. I mean, unless if anyone's got a fucking else, we can start and start uh, wrapping. I, do, I guess what, the Trump that? thing. I, I would yeah. Like to know the yeah. Trump what thing, the fuck's I, up with that? I followed it loosely. It seems like they said he was going to get indicted today. Then they said maybe this week. Maybe it might not happen at all. All I've seen is him call Ron DeSantis a, a tranny or a tranny fucker. <laughs> I think the whole thing's amazing, but I don't know what's going on. I saw some great AI art too, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, was that your AI? That, that was AI. Yeah, I did one, but that, somebody that somebody did a better one. Yeah. Okay, I, I used yeah. that for my thumbnail on my most recent episode. Um, <laughs> I did. I thought it was yours. I didn't even know. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. So yeah, they are. It looks like the indictment's coming down tomorrow. That's um, what we got you for. <laughs> yeah. The uh, exactly. I'll, I'll give you the actual facts here. The uh, the grand jury is is. Uh, you know, meeting to make a decision tomorrow, assuming that the evidence has been provided, that's adequate, then they'll, they'll indict. And then he will be uh, processed sometime next week. And allegedly, because he still has secret service protection, they don't think he'll be cuffed, but he would be, uh, he would have to get a mugshot 
and and uh, fingerprints. Now he would turn himself in. So there'd be no perp walk. There'd be no handcuffs. But you would have a fucking Trump mugshot. Which I'm telling you, like you want a better campaign material than that? Holy shit! Him holding up some fucking board, like vote Make for me, America great again. Yeah, on the yeah board. exactly, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Uh, I, I still, I still struggle to imagine that our, our elections would permit him to be president again. But I guess you never know, dude. I just, this is this is all over what a technicality for campaign finance shit because he paid off some whore. Like yeah. and that, uh, all with, like, yeah, with his own money too. They're yeah, like, so that, that that was the and I remember following this forever ago. Like their logic is like, well, theoretically, because money is fungible, like this money, like that he used there, could have been being used for all of a like, sudden. The, the Democrats realize that money is fungible. Can you fucking yeah. believe it? So it's like, I, I don't even understand it. So it's like, can you get busted for spending money on some your own money Dude, on some other thing that's get, not campaign? It, it's just it such gets a so much crazy. Check this out. Check this like. out. So. The, he did it seven years ago and the statute of limitation is five but the fucking uh da the scumbag <laughs> scumbag that he is says well he hasn't been in new york for that entire time so the clock doesn't actually run uh when he's not here which is wow. such a fucking bullshit it's loophole technicality and a technicality and, and, and a then technicality. yo and then more technicalities what he's actually accused of is normally a misdemeanor they have to prove intent they have to prove that he did it on purpose for some other you know, criminal purpose. So like it is loophole on top of loophole on top of loophole just to fucking get this indictment against him. I, I it's it's as tenuous as weak a case as I could ever imagine. And we're talking about an American president. Like you should be able to hammer these motherfuckers to the wall with all the criminal shit they do. And this is all they got. It's it's hilarious. It's pathetic. Teflon Don, man. Teflon Don. I can't even understand the big play here. The only thing I can understand, and I guess is that like maybe Does they this think disqualify those- him? Yeah, I don't think it does. I, mean, I don't really know though. Well, they'll, know. they'll probably play the same game like they did with you know the whole Russia stuff, where it's like all the uh, like yeah, like they will kind of bring up the fucking like him you know going to jail or not going to jail but get like going to court and all that, and they'll kind of use it like as an aside that to kind of add to their case of like it's the same idea with like the Russia stuff where they had all these people getting arrested for separate things that had nothing to do with it. It was just them getting hemmed up in the midst of the investigation for you some remember, taxes or some shit. And then they would use that to build their case of like, well, 18 people have been fucking convicted and, or right. whatever, you know, it's the but same that really they just took plea deals because the charges yeah. were so trumped up. Well, and, and think about this too. It was fucking, I think it was August. It was like six, seven months ago, eight months ago that uh, Mar-a-Lago was raided and he had all those top secret documents, blah, 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 blah. Nothing. Where the criminal charges for that shit? You know, like, it's just, it's just so, and then, and then you got Biden, who's fucking literally paper walling his entire Delaware home with top secret documents, <laughs> and I, I just, I mean, it's all, it's all so mind blowing. Like, and I guess, I guess it's just because we have like the internet and we have access to the truth about all this stuff that it, it just, it seems almost impossible that any of these narratives hold up. Oh, by the way, I, I just wanted to like really base on that fucking piece of shit. One of those brothers, one of the two brothers, the Krasensteins. Yeah. Good God. What a bunch of fucking idiots. They, uh, he was in a space that I, I listened. Uh, it was about, uh, it was like right after the vaccine or the lab leak theory came out. And it was, you know, came out as it was like approved uh, right. like a month ago. And he's in there with like all these like heavy dick swinging motherfuckers. Like, I don't know if it was Dr. Malone, but it was like all the, all the real doctors and scientists. Uh, uh, what's his name? Doctor uh, Handsome Devil. 
white guy. I don't know. Anyways, uh, and, yeah, yeah, he's in there. Dr. Drew, he's in there. And Dr. Drew oh, yeah. oh, and all these guy. doctors, all these doctors are just smashing him into a million pieces. And he's just constantly defending the old narrative. And I've never seen anything like it, like the cognitive dissonance necessary to like, te- like you're some fucking schlub on the Internet. And you're sitting there telling like, <laughs> doctors of high esteem that they're wrong about everything because Fauci told you otherwise. It's it's really like some of these people you just like I don't even care if they never wake up. I just want them to go away forever. It's like it's like Toad, like you said it the last episode <laughs> where we were just fucking pinning Toad to the wall, and and then he goes. So anyway, back to my ailments, and you're like. Clint said something at one point. He was like, it's almost like you didn't hear us at all. And it's the most <laughs> endearing thing in the world and the most infuriating. That's yep. exactly what this dude's like. He's like fucking Gumby. Like he's yep. just body shot, body <laughs> shot. And like his body just, bleep, it doesn't even matter. And he's back to the same. What do you do with someone like that? I don't even know. Not, like ridicule and jokes don't even. like. No, you them. can't. They're too dumb to get it. And I'm not talking about Toad. I'm going back to the Krasensteins. They're too dumb to get it. Oh, and, I mean, yeah, I'm being nice. Um, and they're also like, they're also like just smart enough to be dangerous. It's weird. Like all the influencers on the left, I was thinking about this while I was at the gym today. Like the influencers on the left are like all brutally dumb people. Like really, yeah. really Brooklyn dumb. Unimpressive people. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like there's just no, there's no merit left on the left. And I think that that's going to be a really interesting dynamic moving forward because like you, they are, they are actively dumbing down their people. And they're and they're forcing anyone of any intelligence to reconsider their alignment with that movement. Like there's so many people that were left leaning, you know, pre-pandemic that are now like some red pilled, you know, libertarian anarchist, right winger, whatever the fuck. I think it's just gonna get worse because they're not they're not reflecting, they're not course correcting at all. They're just like doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. And it's I don't know. I don't think that like we've really seen where that where that leads. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so we're, we're seeing a future of a bunch of, of two factions where you have fucking our, our you know, se- semi-inept overlords that are just corrupt as fuck that will have their horde of fucking retards. And then you're going to have our natural elites that will be this, you know, force that will likely outcompete theirs, in my opinion. You know, I guess depending, there's so many different ways this can play out. But, but, but have to be... constantly be dodging prison and, you know, IRS yeah. auditors and shit like that, yeah. I, I mean, think well, large... that's why I say bl- uh, black and gray because then yeah. likely they'll probably be able to play the game to where they kind of like you know weave in and out and you know or they'll be borderline untouchable in this modern world to where you know I don't yeah. know where's this guy at who fucking knows you know like these will be the guys that are the kind of fucking nerds that are into like you know are able to kind of conceal their movements that way and shit like that I, I don't know I just think uh, if you're looking at how these factions are forming up it looks pretty not too bad for because like even if they do end up outnumbering us it's like the quality of the of the horde that we have created exactly. is like you know that's that's so fucking decentralized and you know like whereas they're creating the centralized fucking you know shit well, show here's a perfect metaphor it's like would you rather be um you know the head of say walmart or the head of amazon you know it's like do you want to be and i'm talking like early stages amazon like obviously you want to be a, a team member of you know team amazon which is like on the next shit it's like it's it's the internet it's like it, well now we're talking like blockchain and ai and vr and all this other technology it's like all right now we got like our team 
is the meritocratic aspect of the red pilled aspect of the newest, newest shit. Like I, I want to be an early investor in that. So yeah. that's how I view, you know, what I'm doing. So yeah. keep... I'm, I'm looking at like the, the follower count of Elon Musk. And now they're talking about the follower count of Obama. And I'm thinking, who would I want to be? And it's clearly Elon Musk. I didn't even know Obama had a Twitter. Does he no. tweet from it? How does he have, it's just he like, tweets, a... he tweets some like boilerplate shit like once a month. Exactly. It's like a it's like a fossil of whatever the fuck it used to be before. Right. Right. And, and I think a lot of these people have the same sort of thing. Even, you know, our boy Tim Pool, a lot of his following came from the left. Like when he was on the left about I'd probably say half. Another half is what he's building now. But it's like that kind of stuff is dead, in my opinion. Like to be I don't fair know. to him, he pulled from like the decent left in the day. So like Yeah, he, yeah, the he, Bernie yeah. Sanders left at least. Yeah. yeah like but the decent. Brooklyn dad not, guy not the was totally bro- brain dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just halfway. <laughs> and you know what? Good on him. He's he, I think he's bought I think he's bought uh, a lot of those people over to not necessarily our side, but like a lot of them have went to like the Trump side, which is in my opinion an improvement. Like that's yes. the, the path I took. Like I guess I was Democrat. And I kind of went towards like this weird Trump side and then quickly hopscotched into libertarianism and anarchism. So that's the path. Yeah, I never that's why I don't like hate on the the Trump sycophants, even though I think that the many of them are very naive. um, I think the the majority of them look at him as like a weapon against their oppression. Like that's and like even if they can't say it like that, like that's how they behave. You know, they just want a dude who's up there going like, fuck all these people that hate you, you know? And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I, I vibe with that and I don't fucking like, like half of what you do, but I vibe with any, anybody of any, you know, high level power that just gets up there and goes like the media fucking, they would like to see you dead. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they would. Dude, (laughs) time, like all the complaints that like his detractors, like his, like, uh, I guess in the mainstream detractors, all the shit they would usually shit on him for. I just be like, that's why he's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, you want to hear some real complaints? Because I have real complaints, but like the when shit they you're say, about, that's dope. I can't <laughs> wait to be like, he was arrested. And I'm like, I made a t shirt about it. I think it's the greatest <laughs> shit in the world. That's exactly why he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I like that's the, the one reason that I, I'm still on the fence between, you know, DeSantis and Trump in terms of like who I would prefer to see oh, win. Well, I mean, because like DeSantis, uh, I I said this this morning, like what he did in fighting back doing that 20 state alliance to fight back against central bank digital currencies like that was fucking massive. And the libertarians are not giving him enough credit because he's a Republican Uh, and we have to hate him. I give him credit, but I just he seems like something if he got the federal reins of power could be a concern. Whereas Trump's more of just a fucking bull in a a China closet. So I'm like, whatever. I'd rather have that than this like uncertain, like, are we going to get the rights Obama? Like, is that what we're going to get with it? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he could be legit. I mean, he feels genuine, but I just do not trust. So I don't either. I don't either. And I, I've seen some stuff and he's been, was decent in the Ukraine stuff, but but Trump got rolled like a motherfucker by the deep state too. And like, and if you want a guy who's kind of got that Trumpism aspect in him, but then is actually capable of, of you know, just ripping out from the roots a bunch of these institutions, like I think if DeSantis is the real deal, he's far more capable. Like I would, I would greatly prefer to see him as president. You know, but I'm not at all certain that he is the real deal. But then again, I'm not at all certain that Trump's the real deal either. So I, like, well, again, I feel like Trump is a, pro- is a proven product. We know what he is. Like I to know quote, what I'm to quote out. a smart man. <laughs> to quote a very smart man. Uh, Tim Pool did say that 
if DeSantis went in, he'd be far more comprehensive, but he's not angry. Right. And that's just like he's been he's been talked about. And you can tell he'll go on there and he'll have his back and forth with the media and the corporate press and talk about Joe Biden and all this. I think Trump is mad. And I really like that. Yeah. I like yeah. I don't a give point. a fuck what he does in this place. <laughs> burn it down. I, I want to see him burn it down. It's it's hey, going to be entertaining. Then, then why is he? Guy. Why is he the one? Why why am I hearing Vivek Ramaswamy come out talking about you know getting rid of the fucking the Department of Education and the FBI and all these other institutions that I would love to see abolished? Why is Trump not the one saying all that shit? Like if he's angry, yeah. like fucking let it be known, dude. Like you're already enemy of the state. They're already doing everything oh, they can to hem said, you up and fucking put you in prison. Like just be straight oh, up. Let me know what you're about. Did. He did say that. He said, yeah, he's talking about like ending the CIA and, and, uh, Wait, yeah, Trump didn't, said he have, that? didn't he have some yeah. shit recently where he was talking about like yeah. ESG or no, he was legit like talking about the Ukraine stuff and he was talking about like, uh, that was great. That was a great yeah, speech. Like, I'm like, dude, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It That's was like his, more what we're, we were looking for. Like, it was one of his first, him, but, uh, <laughs> one of his first, uh, speeches or like rallies after he announced that he was going to run. He was talking about, he was like, we're going to just end the FBI. We're going to like, he's like, okay. we're going to take it apart, pick it apart. And people right. are like, he Don't. can't just say that. And now he, yeah, he is touching on some social issue stuff. It's stuff that's fed to him, but at least he's saying it. Whereas before, like uh, he didn't even know about like, I don't know, like the, the transgender stuff in schools. Like they, that was brought up to him. He was like, what? Yeah. You know, he, he was so worried about everything else going on as he was exiting the White House. He wasn't focused on these are major on Twitter, dog. I'm telling you, like I would pay. I'd pay a whole nother Twitter subscription just to have Trump like do like a five minute monologue on Twitter that's like exclusively on Twitter every single day. Oh my god! I want to hear what he's talking spaces. about. Oh, imagine! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Trump on spaces. All right, we've rambled long enough. I gotta go feed yes. some kitties. Gotta go do uh, some bottle feeding. So I got shit I gotta do. It's late, guys. <laughs> uh they can't let these russians beat me (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh yeah i do i guess you know real quick i guess normally the the it's customary let you guys plug first but i want to uh i want to let you guys know i'm this when this comes out uh i think i'll probably already have my episode on part of the problem released i'm supposed to be going on on sunday uh so i'm assuming i think it goes right up on gas digital immediately so sunday March, you know, March twenty sixth or April twenty. What are we? No, March twenty sixth. So yeah, I'll be I'll be on part of the problem. Thank you, Aaron. Did you bring? No, I didn't know you guys could bring those up. <laughs> I thought I only I had that power. Well, oh I no, did I, I click do that. Oh, I'm I like, what? I think I actually okay. hit it. I'm like, what the is fuck it, just is happened? It ghost in, is a ghost in the system? Somebody <laughs> Toad, did Toad is chilling behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll be on part of the prom uh, to do a full episode on Oklahoma City bombing. So I don't know what angle Dave is wanting to attack that. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Just fucking be... sage mode from here on out, dude. Yeah, sage Crush mode. It. Dude. I've already, I'm already like five episodes deep into my. Uh, my OKC series, and I just started Sage Mode yesterday. So hell yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. I think that's. So I, I think I, I watched that many, and then I also watched like the last one, which I thought was your best. Um, yes. And that's that. After I watched that last one, is when I, you know, asked you about inviting him on my show because I was like, all right, like they're done now. I'm gonna hit this because it was just such a such a powerful, you know, story, and I think that it yeah. needs a, a broader audience. And I'm I'm thrilled, dude. Just for you know be sentimental for a brief second so happy for you uh, i like i i think that obviously you've been on temple so this is not like your first big platform but i just think this is a bigger is, deal for me though there this is, is like something a, about like being circle, on yeah. dave smith's 
show that's like it for me it was a you know a coming out party it felt uh <laughs> as special as anything yeah I know, we, we already knew yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was it was as special as any you know guest spot i've ever done maybe the, other than like i don't know tim pool was probably it was up there but still uh yeah it's gonna be awesome and i just i hope you crush it and yeah just going there guns blazing I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna crush it because I mean I've been. Uh, it helps too that I've been getting a lot of appearances on other shows to do OKC. So I'm like I'm getting it like boom, 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 boom. And so like uh, I, I don't. Know. I think I, I think I'll fucking. I think I'll shake some shit up. This will be the largest platform that I do like a full on OKC episode on. Right. So like because like I mentioned earlier, those they aren't aware. I fucking I went on Tim Pool and I did the whole Yiki thing, but that was like a that was couple five sentences. Like right. and that that like. When less than a month later, they'd seen end an article on that exact story, the Yiki story. So I don't know. Uh, once again, I don't know if that was me. It could have just been complete coincidence, the universe aligning. I don't fucking know. It was weird. Uh, but now I'm going on part of the problem to fully do it. And it is a big deal for me because, like, uh, my most viewed episode on my show is my episode with the first time I had Dave Smith on where we broke down Anatomy of the State. And it was Dave Smith who convinced me to read Anatomy of the State. That's what made me, like, be like, holy fuck, I'm an anarchist. That's and so awesome. like and dave like so like dave was kind of like a big deal for me so that was that was cool and i fucking um and like so that was like a big deal to have dave smith on to break down that specific book and now i'll be going on probably problems so it is kind of cool it's full circle and to bring like something to him of yeah, like man. here's this uh and so it'll be interesting i know he's done done okc episodes forever ago with scott but i think i might blow his mind because Scott was like, Scott's good on OKC, but there's a lot of newer stuff that he's not up on. So I'm like, I'm a butt fuck you <laughs> with OKC. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm sorry to you know suck my own dick here, but it's a big deal for me. So, no, we've been doing it all episode. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking I'll, of sucking your own dick, yeah, go ahead, Clint. Where, oh, where are you at? Yeah, uh, well, since this won't come out until next week, I'll spare you on the this weekend's details but the following week the 29th i will be doing liberty on the rocks in denver and then that weekend i'll be doing lp colorado uh so that's march 31st and april 1st and then i will be doing the uh watching the ufc with you guys hopefully in uh clear water or whatever the fuck tampa that's april 14th or april 15th rather i'll be speaking at students for liberty and then uh, I'll be in Tennessee the following weekend debating destiny on the Ukraine war. That's going to be the biggest thing I've ever done probably. So definitely if you're in Tennessee, come check that out. And then the following weekend, I will be in Austin uh, also for the Mises caucus take human action tour. And then on May 13th, I will be in Oakland uh, also take human action tour. So that's yeah, a lot. And, uh, just so you guys know, me and top lobster will also be making guest appearances at the, uh, the event <laughs> on April. 5th. They, they <laughs> that's the right that. way. But instead of showing up, we're making guest appearances. <laughs> hey dude, just fucking let's t tell, tell everybody to just come out so that we can go to watch UFC after it'd be fun. Hell yeah. Let's that fucking go. Cool. All right. What you got? Yeah, Todd? Uh, I know you're working some new shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working pretty hard for the last maybe couple of weeks or months or so on, uh, we revamped the website from podcast merch. Now we are no longer podcast merch. We are merchengine.com. We have a new logo. We're starting fresh. We're getting rid of all of the old fuck-ups of the previous uh, administration with podcast merch. So really excited to start this. But we're going to have you know all of the major podcasts from Gas Digital that we had. And uh, we're going to be adding a bunch more as uh, as we get the kinks out. But this is exciting for me. So go support Gas Digital. And it's also supporting me because I have 
I actually have invested in this. We own the means of production of what we're doing. <laughs> Socialism, we are, baby. Yes, we <laughs> we are consolidating <laughs> power. So it, it, it is exciting. It's it's almost a step from uh, a guy that makes T-shirts on his tablet to now it's like a partial owner of a company that is going to be making T-shirts in-house. And be selling and thousands. Uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm gonna. I want to ramp this thing up and make this uh, what I do for the rest of my life. Well, not not just this, but you know, this and many other things. So yeah, yeah just go make it check a big, that out. Big part of your portfolio. Yeah, go to Merch Engine and then also go to TopLobster.com. Pick up. Oh, that, that too. For every, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, I see some in the chat, Aaron. I see you again. Uh, when is Tim Pool? I um, I don't know if maybe we're getting things mixed up. I will be going on Dave Smith show this weekend. <laughs> I was on Tim Pool like, like a month ago. Like a month ago. So yeah, I mean, you can go to Tim Tim Cast IRL and scroll through, and you can find it was me and Reed Coverdale together. But uh, yeah, uh, with that, we appreciate everyone who showed up for the live stream. All my good patrons, uh, for you pours that are going to be watching this a week later, uh, I appreciate you watching because I too am a poor. A week, so I can a week is too long. A week is too long, Jose. <laughs> Don't do this. Time, yeah. <laughs> this right. hey, we, fortunately, we didn't talk about anything like super pressing, but damn, yeah. man, a week is a long time in the news cycle. Ah, whatever. I'm, I'm ah. not a news cycle chaser. You know this. I'm more of a fucking. Good night, JC. About a, Talk about a fucking conspiracy from the mid-90s. Good night, everybody. It was a All right, we're out of here. End broadcast. (laughs) Boop.